This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Okay, welcome to Tuesday's episode, and... So much microphone drama. Am I cursed? Because nothing seems to work out for me. And I actually recorded the last two episodes, including this one, on my old $60 microphone. Because my new $300 supposed to be amazing microphone didn't even work. And I just tried to plug it back in to do this introduction and the computer does not even recognize it anymore. It just doesn't show up. So here I am with my $60 microphone. I've also been learning to play with some of the settings on the sound on my actual computer, which is making a big difference. So I think the input volume was too low for this microphone, like my old one that I was using. And also for the new one, but now the new one is just not even turning on. It's not even being recognized. But anyways, I won't bore you guys with my technology drama. Today's episode is super fun. So many of you guys, when I posted on my stories that this episode was coming up with Perez Hilton, were so excited. And it's crazy because I grew up checking Perez Hilton's website all the time. Like I can just picture myself, you know, opening that pink website, looking at all the stories, like that was part of my like growing up. So it's kind of surreal that I just, you know, chatted with him for 45 minutes on like a virtual phone call and I recorded it and now you guys get to listen to it. I don't know if you know this, but Perez Hilton has a book that he wrote all about his life. It starts from childhood, goes to almost present day, and it was such a good and easy read. I read it in like four sittings, which is impressive. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was interesting to learn about his childhood, which we kind of talk about a little bit in this episode. He also has three young children as a single gay dad. He did the surrogacy route and he explains how that process went, what it was like to navigate that. Super interesting. It's unbelievable to me that his job is literally 24-7, nonstop, and he has three young children. Like, unbelievable. His mom lives with them, which makes me really jealous because I want my mom to live with us. But anyways, mom, if you're listening, we got a spare room. I am sure you guys will find this episode entertaining. He is always fun to listen to. I enjoy when he is on other people's podcasts. So I am excited that he is now on the Mom Room podcast. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Perez Hilton. 
So I used to follow you on TikTok. And in quarantine, I would watch when you would do like your walks with your coffee. And I was like, oh, this is lovely. I was at home with my toddler at the time. I try not to think about 2020 because it gives me PTSD. Right? (laughs) And first, I wanted to ask you how old your kids are. Because I think your youngest is about my son's age. Well, my oldest is about to turn nine. And it's just crazy to think how quickly that happens. And, you know, the day after he turns nine, he's going to be closer to graduating high school and going to college than he is being my baby born. So he's almost nine. My middle child is six and my youngest is four. Okay. So my son is three. So about the same age. I see one there. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. What is your four-year-old into right now? I saw today on a reel she was wearing Paw Patrol pajamas. What is she into? Well, weirdly, she's really been wanting to watch the Jurassic Park show on Netflix. And I didn't think a four-year-old would like Jurassic Park, but she's into dinosaurs at the moment. Okay, same. Obsessed. Interesting. Yes. Like dinosaur everything, dinosaur Legos all over the house, the Jurassic Park show on Netflix on repeat. Is your son in preschool? Yeah. It's like what they must talk about at preschool, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. And it's so funny because he has dinosaur um, books and we'll be reading them to him and we pronounce, I guess, the names of the dinosaurs wrong and he will correct us. (laughs) What name do you get wrong? It's like Pachycephalosaurus or something. Oh, wow. I don't even know if I could say that. Yeah. (laughs) It's wild. So yeah, toddlers are fun. But how is your 2022 going so far? 2021 was a wonderful year because, you know, you could only go up from 2020. I'm not quite sure what to make of this year yet. I think this is going to be a a great year for growth because my priorities this year, not the, not my resolutions, I don't have anything like that. My my priority is really just thinking long term. Like I'm thinking super long term like my life after my children are no longer in the house. Yes, it's important to live in the moment, but When you have three children, you have to think about their future, college, your future, make smart decisions now that it will impact their lives down the road and yours as well. So I'm really just trying to figure out how I can be as happy as possible. Once they're all out of the house, like, what do you envision? Well, by then, my dream is to have FU money in the bank, (laughs) meaning, you know, by the time I'm 60 and they're all in college, I can hopefully not have to work for a living and just do whatever I want, whether that be travel the world or put on a show in a 20 person theater or volunteer or become a teacher or whatever it is. Maybe not a teacher because that's a lot of work, but maybe like a volunteer teacher or something like that. I would just love to not have to work for a living. But you know what? 
if I do, then that's okay because that's what most people have to do. You know, most people, unfortunately, are now, I think people are having to work longer and longer in life because our lives are much more expensive now than they used to be. No, for sure. Because your job literally is 24-7, do you have any hobbies like outside of work? Because I know you're like a self, like you call yourself addicted to work. Yeah, I have passions, but I wouldn't say I have hobbies. To me, a hobby is like gardening or crocheting or collecting figurines or whatever it might be. My passions are experiences. So I'm passionate about going to see live things, whether that be a concert, a musical, a play. I'm passionate about travel, although that's definitely been affected not even just by the pandemic, but, you know, one of the great things that I love to talk about to other parents, or not even, even to just people who don't have children, is really, I wouldn't call it financial literacy, but I would call it financial health. Because I believe that everything in life is related to how hard you work. The harder you work, at being a parent, the better parent you will be. The harder you work in your career, the better at your job you will be. And the harder you work at your finances, the better your finances will be as well. Meaning, and talking specifically about travel, you know, before children, I used to travel internationally all the time. But that's expensive. Or even now, you know, like, my mother loves Miami. We're from Miami originally, but live in Los Angeles now. Going to Miami is not cheap. You have to pay for the airfare, pay for a car rental when there, pay for an Airbnb or a hotel. So it's a lot cheaper to go to Las Vegas, which we love because we can drive there and we don't have to pay for airfare. And it's just simpler and not to pay for a car or anything like that. So... And I really keep reminding myself, and I love to remind others, we know what it takes to be healthy with our bodies, right? It's not rocket science. We have to eat healthy regularly, and we have to be active regularly. And we also know what it takes to be financially healthy. But even though we know what it takes to be healthy in both regards, we often don't do it. It's a lot easier to just eat what you want and not work out. It's a lot easier to just spend, spend, spend or put things on credit cards. And one of my mantras is, you know, we grew up with this saying, you know, you have to live within your means. No, I do not believe in living within your means. We need to reprogram our brains, talk to our children and each other differently. Do not live within your means Live below your means. That cannot be stressed enough. Save, save, save. And I understand some people struggle to just even pay rent and put food on the table. But if you're not in that dire situation and you can save $5 a month or $10 a month, do that. Do you think your spending habits have changed now that you have kids? Yeah, a trillion percent, you know? <laughs> When I was a bachelor, I used to have a fancy car. I had a Jaguar, okay? 
Now I drive a Ford Explorer. There you, you know, go. Practical. Like, it's practical and affordable as well. Like I don't need a fancy SUV. You know, going back to what I said a minute ago, just because you can afford to do something doesn't mean you should. Yes, I could still afford a vacation to Europe, but do I need that? Is that really important? Don't delay your happiness. Try to find other ways and other things that bring you happiness. Your happiness should not be tied to money. I love that. I mean, I say that, and I also tell my therapist all the time, I would be happier if I had more money. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. But at least you can see both sides, right? So I wanted to talk a little bit about your book because I read it. I loved it. I think I read it in like four sittings, which is incredible when you have a toddler because it's really hard to sit down and read. But yeah, it was so good. And one thing I wanted to ask you about was when you talked about growing up in like a different culture, in obviously a different time than we're in now, talking about, you know, where it was acceptable almost to say negative things about gay people. Was growing up in that way and then looking at where you are now and who you are and you're just so much yourself, was there an experience in your life or a person that you knew that kind of helped you be like, you know what, like F this, I'm just gonna be who I wanna be and this is me and it's amazing? I would say... Madonna. Oh, I love that (laughs) answer. I mean, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Those were my pivotal, seminal years. And, you know, that was the peak of Madonna's influence. And I just idolized her because what was wonderful about Madonna was not that she had these, not just that she had these hit songs, but that she also echoed something that I was pounded with growing up. You know, my parents are both immigrants. They both fled Cuba and left this communist country and started over again in the United States with nothing. And ever since I could remember, my parents instilled in me the importance of an incredible work ethic. And growing up, not only did I love Madonna's music, not only did I love her visuals and music videos and in performances, but she always talked about the importance of working hard. So I knew from a young age, I just believed it. I believe, okay, if I work hard, I can achieve great things. And I always did, you know, like I was one of those losers that did really well in school and I graduated top 10 in my class and I got a full scholarship to go to NYU, which thank God, because if I didn't, I would not have been able to afford to go. My dad passed away when I was young and my mother squandered so much of the money and then ended up having to file for bankruptcy later. You know, she was not a financially literate person. And then oftentimes we repeat the same mistakes of our parents. And I ended up filing for bankruptcy in my (laughs) mid-20s. Yeah, well, that's true. Like, we don't grow up learning about finances at all. We don't learn it in school which is wild because it's one of the most important things. Yeah, I think that that should definitely be taught in school and even something like conflict resolution. I wish that that were taught in school as well, that we we were taught 
how to actually I think my children's elementary school does teach that now but when I was in high school I went to like a really old-fashioned school I went to this all-boy Jesuit school in Miami and they didn't teach things like conflict resolution no no (laughs) I did not learn that either just like Learning how to have, you know, relationships with people and maintain relationships and, yeah, working through conflict. No, it's like math, English, biology, and that's it. So because of the way that you grew up, like, are there things that you do differently now as a parent? And do you kind of go out of your way to make sure that your children feel like they can be whoever they want to be and, you know, any interests that they have, they can explore. Cause I know you mentioned in your book about wanting to play the piano and it was like, no, piano is for girls. So do you find yourself going out of your way to make sure your kids feel like they can do whatever they want? Definitely. I mean, all, well, not all, but my two eldest play piano. My son also is now learning ukulele as well. And, you know, I grew up addicted to the television. So I definitely limit the amount of TV that my children can watch. And I think also not doing much physical activity and not being encouraged to do much physical activity is one of the main reasons why growing up, I was extremely unhealthy and overweight like unhealthily overweight. So my kids take swim class, go to Taekwondo. Occasionally we'll take tennis classes, but it's smaller class sizes now because of COVID and it's hard to get a spot. (laughs) We're still feeling the effects of COVID. I'm like just so ready to go back to normal. Oh, I hear you. In Canada, it's worse. It's bad here. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. 
And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Are you in lockdown again? It's like restaurants are closed. Like, it's just, it's a nightmare. It's never ending. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But yeah, you know, I think you, I mean, not everybody, but I would imagine that most good parents try to correct what they perceive to be mistakes growing up. And even then, we often sometimes still repeat the same mistakes and still catch ourselves doing the same things we didn't like our parents doing, or maybe just in different ways. I don't know. Even before I had children, though, I did come to the realization, the understanding, the acceptance that my mother was always doing her best or what she thought was best at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That's huge. Like to ask an adult, you know, why do you think your parents behaved the way they did when you were a child? That's a great answer. Kind of putting yourself in their shoes when they were raising you. So I love that. My mother is from another country and that definitely affects a lot of things. And she's older, but not, uh, not American older, you know, like an American person. It's my mother's age. Not all of them. Cause my mom is only 68. You know, that's not very, very old, but just the other day I was talking to my mom about ride sharing apps, you know, like Lyft <laughs> or, or Uber Yeah. because I was like, why don't you just take a lift there, mom? And she's like, that's too difficult. That's too, I'm like, it's not that complicated to set up and to use. And the thing that makes me sad is she doesn't even want to learn. But you know what? I'm going to be that person probably in 24 years time when technology has advanced even more. And I'm going to tell my kids, just do it for me. I don't want to figure it out. Yeah. That's like, that's like my mom, like, how do I attach a photo to an email? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mother. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the process of having children as a single gay man. And was that difficult to navigate? Because in your book, you didn't really get into, I guess, like the logistics of it or how that was possible. Was it difficult? Because it sounds like it would be difficult. 
Well, you know, I had three, so each journey was different. The first time, it was actually really easy. I, I, it was blessed from beginning to end. As soon as I decided to have children through surrogacy, that's the route that I wanted to go and, and, and pursue because I could afford it, A, and B, you know, I just knew I always wanted to have children, but on a more meta level, for me, it was important to have my own biological children because that's a way to keep my father alive. You know, his DNA, like I look at my son and he looks more like my dad than I do. It's wild. It's so, such a blessing. You know, thankfully I I worked with an agency that, helped facilitate every aspect of the process from finding an egg donor to finding a surrogate to the legal paperwork to make sure that everything was, all the X's and O's were crossed and everything was taken care of before I even set foot in the hospital. Because, you know, well, back nine years ago, there were people that were still doing surrogacy, but it's not, it wasn't as common as it is now. And even now, it's still not that common. Like you might have some hospitals that don't really do many gay surrogacy cases at all or any. So I had my agency help me find egg donors. I went through their catalog and I thought it would be really difficult to find somebody, but I found someone very quickly and easily. I'm like, oh my God, she's the one. And I picked her for a variety of reasons. Well, two really important reasons. One, she seemed really nice. And I wanted in the future to be able to tell my kids, I chose that woman because she seemed really nice. Like you could just tell. And then when I went into the fertility clinic to give my sperm over, <laughs> they said that the egg donor was there who's anonymous. So I don't know anything. I mean, I, I, I know the family history and the medical information about the egg donor, but I don't know her name or her contact information or anything like that. But the egg donor happened to live in California somewhere and was able to drive to the same fertility clinic that I did. And they're like, she was lovely. She's so Aww. lovely. And I'm like, I picked her well. Yeah. And then the second reason I chose that specific egg donor, I'm like, and listen, I love being honest. If you know anything about Perez Hilton, I keep it real. I picked her because I'm like, wow, she looks like she could be my cousin. Like, we look kind of related. And I thought, wow, if I pick her to have my kids, my kids are really going to look like me. Yeah. So that's, that's so, why I chose her. <laughs> I love that. Like, how did you decide? Like, okay, I'm ready to have kids now. Were you waiting for anything in particular or? I was just waiting to get to a point where I felt financially secure enough with the risk that my career would suffer as a result of having children. Cause you know, I'm like, you know, like I'm like the woman, you know, like the woman, the, the female movie star, some of their careers might or do or could suffer after they become moms. So I needed to be comfortable with that thought and made sure that I had enough money to do it and to figure things out for a few years. And, and then I just went for it because I did not want to keep waiting 
More than that, I did not want to keep waiting for a husband. And also, I think on some subconscious level, I wanted to be a single dad because I take being a parent so seriously. And I know the divorce rate amongst heterosexual people. I would imagine that gay men probably split up even more than their straight counterparts, you know? So I didn't want to have to worry about splitting custody. I didn't want to have to worry about my kids going three days to this house or three days to that house or whatever it might be. They're my children and I wanted to be able to provide for them stability and to be able to decide what's best for them. And I would definitely love a man in my life, a great partner, but with the understanding that these are my kids, you're not going to adopt them, you know, and that's that. Are you dating at all? Because I heard you on another podcast recently and you were saying you were trying to get out more, like socially. I was trying to be more social and I am trying to be more social. Last year, I spoke to my therapist about the possible, not even spoke, I, I said that this year I was going to start doing online dating or the apps or whatever, but then I changed my mind. I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I do want to date, but I want to date the old fashioned way, you know, like I want to date somebody that I know or that I meet through work or that I meet through my children's school or that I randomly meet out in the universe or whatever it might be because many reasons, but online dating is a full-time job. I was really lucky. I met my husband online and it's so weird because- you were single and didn't have children at that time, right? Very true. Yeah. And if you have three children trying to do online dating- Yeah. It's like a numbers game, too. You also have to meet so many people. You probably dated a lot doing that, right? No, no. I think I met like two guys and then my husband. Oh, wow. Well, you got real lucky. I know. But you have to be very selective when it's like when you were looking at the egg donors. It's very similar. Like you have to be very selective so that you're not wasting your time on people that... Even like chatting with them, like that yeah. takes time. And yeah, I know. I would make time to go on dates. I want to date. I have the time for that. But, you know, and with me, I also am a little, like, cautious. Like, what if somebody's trolling me? What if they want to expose me? So I don't want to, like, I don't want there to be, like, receipts, you know? Like, I don't want there to be all of this back and forth written communication that can then be... But actually, you know, if it does leak, I don't really care, you know? Like, I don't care. I, I wouldn't view it as embarrassing. Like, I'm a little bit weird and crazy in that I think all press is good press. Yeah, that's even true, if though. somebody's Even if somebody's screwing me over, you know? <laughs> it would be lovely to meet someone that didn't know who you were. Right. Or even better, I would rather I'm, I would happily date somebody who knows who I am, but doesn't have social media. Ah. That's the dream guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they do exist. There are not many of them out there these days, but there's some that don't. Because, you know, when I am lucky enough to have a boyfriend or a partner, 
I will keep that very private and not talk about it. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Okay, I have one more question about parenting and then I wanted to ask you some pop culture things. Of Let's course, do it. I have to. So your career is literally 24 seven. And I will tell you that the day that Betty White passed away, a commercial came on the TV and I just happened to pick up my phone and I put it on like Instagram. The first thing that pops up is your post from Perez Hilton. Betty White has passed away. And I went, Oh my God, like Betty White passed away to my husband. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, it says on Perez Hilton. He's like, look up CNN. So I look up CNN and it wasn't there. It was nowhere else. So I was like, okay, Perez, like this is nonstop work, but you also have three kids. So how do you balance it? Do you set boundaries with like your phone, with work, like in the house? I'm really awful with that. That's one of the things that I'm trying to work on more this year. My 
preference is to have really busy, active weekends and not often just spend a quiet Saturday or Sunday at home. Because I work so hard during the week, I want to make sure that on Saturdays and Sundays and Friday nights, I'm doing the most possible with my children. And, you know, it's definitely difficult when I work from home and there are no boundaries. You, you probably work from home, too. Yes, you know? I do. So, you, your child might wish that they could play with you at all times, but you can't. You have to be working. And it's just, it's complicated. But then I remind myself, I am a single parent trying to do everything. And I can't do everything, but I can do my best. That is really what I'm trying to do. And I know that my kids are happy and they know that they're loved and that they're safe and that I support them and encourage them. And I'm working on trying to work smarter. Like, listen, I like to be a thousand percent honest. I envision, I dream of the ability to be like a part-time worker. Like it would be nice. Like my dream, even not even, not even after my kids graduate from college, like I wish now that I could just work like a housewife that works part-time. Like I would love to be able to drive my kids to school every day, go to the gym after that, come home, shower, work from 11 to 2 p.m. So, you know, work three hours, pick up my kids from school, do all the after-school activities and everything ahead of them at night. And that would be great. I would love to have a job that paid me really well where I could only work three hours a day, but I don't have that yet. So I'm trying to manifest that in many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Just, yeah, manifestation. I've heard that, I've heard good things about manifesting. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, I'm really working hard to diversify income streams. And, you know, I launched a CBD company, which we don't need to talk about because, I mean, well, if you have anybody watching or listening that's not in Canada, you could check us out at mytrue10.com. Right now, we don't sell to Canada, unfortunately. Oh, you don't? No, but I'm trying to get that to happen. So yeah. hopefully, Yeah, I'm just, you know, I... Because I grew up poor, not poor, but just like very middle class, not upper middle class and not poor. I grew up very middle class. And it almost feels like, the, you know, like they say the middle class doesn't exist anymore. Because I grew up very middle class, like I still always have this fear that I'm going to be poor again. And that fear manifests itself in anxiety and fear that for the longest time, fueled me and it served me and it kept pushing me further and harder. But now I almost feel like it's become a crutch and it's hard for me and my brain to say, okay, but do you really need to be working that hard right now? Do you, maybe you've done enough for today or, you know, like it's just so hard for me to unplug and detach and stop. Yeah. I have the exact same problem. And that's something that this year I'm working on as well is like, set the dinner table, sit down, have dinner, TV off, phones away. And it's been great. But it's like a huge effort. And it's I'm not used to it. So let's switch gears to pop culture. Because 
this will be a fun conversation. So first of all, Kim and Pete, what is going on? And what is it about Pete Davidson? Like, I can't, have you ever met him? Like, I can't wrap my head around what it is about him. Well, I think I know what it is about him is that when he's into somebody, he lets you know. And isn't that what you want? Like, I want to be into somebody who's really into me. And a lot of guys play it cool or play games or whatever it might be. But Pete Davidson almost becomes obsessed with the women that he dates. And that's why things move so quickly. And he's funny, but but I, you know, the, the first part I think is more important. It's the way that he treats the women. And then he's funny as well. And allegedly he's got a big, you know, d- yeah, ding along. Ding along. You know, keeping it family friendly because yeah. moms might be listening with their children. Yeah, you never know. So, yeah. And, you know, are they going to last? No. But Pete obviously loves attention. That's one of the reasons he's in show business. And that's another reason why he's only dated famous women. Like, he's dated everybody from Kate Beckinsale to being engaged to Ariana Grande to Kaya Gerber to Margaret Qualley and the list goes on and on. He could date a nice, uh, to even Larry David's daughter. Like he could date somebody nice and normal, but he loves the fame game and he plays it well. And Kim obviously loves attention and plays the fame game better than anybody. So, It's just a fun distraction and a fun game and attention is like a drug and you constantly want more of it. And maybe Kim's also trying to make Kanye jealous or maybe Kim also sees, well, that worked for Courtney. Let me try that too. And there's so many factors at play. It's funny because so many people were like, she doesn't like the attention that Courtney's getting. So she went and got herself someone like Travis and now you never hear about Courtney and Travis ever <laughs> well they're boring now yeah they, exactly. they did their thing <laughs> so if you had to predict how long Kim and Pete will last for what's your prediction I would say that they will probably last until the fall and break up around their one-year anniversary because you know Kim will then start thinking, okay, it's been a year, it's been fun, but I want more than just fun. I really need to start thinking long-term. And, you know, Pete lives in New York City and she lives in Los Angeles. She's got four children and she's in her 40s and he's in his 20s and doesn't have any children. And, you know, everything on paper says what we know is most likely going to happen, that they're going to split. And do you think Kim would ever get back together with Kanye? Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that too. Especially because they saw what that did for Ben Affleck and and Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Kanye 2.0, giving it another go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, last question is about Britney Spears. What do you hope for Britney for 2022? I hope for Britney boringness. Yeah. Boringness. She's got so much drama and she's airing it, all of her dirty laundry and grievances publicly. 
And, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying... Well, I do think it might be better for her if she kind of dealt with some of her private stuff privately. I don't know, but I just I just wish for her to have calm and quiet and boringness and happiness. Yeah, yeah. I feel like her sister put out that book or is putting out that book and it was getting lots of attention. So Brittany almost felt like she had to address everything in a public way. Yeah, I get that, but she could have addressed it once or twice. She's addressed everything over the last week like nine different times. Like, do you need to address it nine different times? <laughs> like, literally nine different times. I know. Like, Aww. I've lost count of the amount of statements that she's made and posts that she's made about it. Nine different times over the last week. I know. We're going to manifest boringness for Britney Spears. We'll see. Unlikely, but we'll see. You know, I really think, and her fans may not want to hear this, but I really think what Britney wants, and also what she probably needs, but more than what she needs, I think is what she wants. So I think her wants and needs are going to align. I think that Britney wants to have more children and not go back on stage and release another album anytime soon. You know, she's 40, Four zero, and it's harder for a woman in her forties to have children. Maybe she, maybe she froze some embryo, some eggs, not embryos. Maybe she froze some eggs, and I don't even know. It might even I'm to, well. This is total speculation. Okay, it might even be harder to get pregnant if, for decades, you've been taking a lot of prescription medication. Yeah antipsychotic or whatever it might be that might complicate your pregnancy journey. It might make it harder to get pregnant. So, you know, I just wish for her to have the babies that she wants to have and have the love story that she deserves and have the calm healing that she deserves. Yeah, me too. I agree. Well, this was a lovely conversation. Can you, over half the listeners are in the U.S., so can you just tell them where they can find the My True 10 gummies? I'm oh. really sad that they don't come to Canada. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you know, I really love our gummies because they actually work. The industry in the U.S. is so complicated because it's not FDA approved. So not all gummies are created equal. You can buy some and they may not work, but ours really do. And it comes with a money back guarantee. So you literally have nothing to lose. If you don't like them for whatever reason, we will give you your money back. No questions asked. Just go to my true. 10.com to get our water-soluble CBD gummies. That means water-soluble, it means it will start getting into your bloodstream quicker than oil-based products, and it's more effective. So mytrue10.com. And if you enjoyed me on Mom Room, I have a podcast of my own. You guys could check out the Perez Hilton podcast with Chris Booker on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube to watch us, or directly at perezpodcast.com. I love it. And I will say CBD on the nights where... You know, like your mind is racing and you can't just like shut your mind up. I do CBD oil and it's like, it helps so much. So, I mean, I would rather chew gummies, but 
Yeah, I'm not a fan <laughs> of the oil either. I'm no. not a fan of the oils, but Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you. It was good to reconnect with you. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.